Politics, Politics, and Life Sciences Radio, also known as PLS Radio, is a show about the interplay of life sciences and politics. PLS Radio is hosted by Dean L. Finelli, Ph.D., an intellectual property attorney in Washington, D.C., whose practice focuses on issues connected to the life sciences industry. PLS explores cutting-edge topics involving the biotech and pharma ecosystems, political and governmental policy issues affecting the biotech and pharma industries, and much more. PLS guests include scientists, business, medical professionals, media personalities, newsmakers, and political leaders. Politics and Life Sciences Radio is your place for hot topic discussions and real news in the life sciences industry. Now, it's time for Politics and Life Sciences Radio with your host, Dr. Dean L. Finelli. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dean Finelli, and this is Politics and Life Science Radio, where we talk about the interplay of life science and politics. I'm your host, Dean Finelli. I'm also an intellectual property attorney in Washington, D.C. at the law firm of Cooley LLP. Uh, my practice focuses on life sciences, particularly in the biotech and pharma space and transactional work, obtaining patents for these companies. I'm pleased to join you today. We have so much going on in the news, uh, some good news, Johnson & Johnson appears that their vaccine may be ready to submit data for authorization as early as next week. The, the data that's come out so far, the preliminary data that they've announced, looks like uh, not as good as the currently authorized vaccines, but nonetheless, it looks about 85% effective in severe cases. When we look at overall effectiveness in the U.S. Uh, as it pertains to moderate and severe cases, it looks like about 72% effective when we take in consideration, you know, that these other variants of the virus are now circulating, especially in the UK and South Africa. It looks like the overall efficacy is around 66%. You know, and that's interesting. You know, you look at that number, it sounds low, but you have to take that in context. That nine, those 95% numbers that we heard from the currently authorized vaccines, they didn't take into consideration the average of, you know, those other variants. So uh, looking at the J&J vaccine, we're going to need as many of these vaccines out to get back to normal as quick as possible. The U.S. has acquired about 100 million doses of this and has an option for another, I believe, 200 million doses. Uh, and, you know, at 85% effectiveness, keeping people out of the hospital, that severe disease, you know, those are pretty good numbers. So today we're going to talk, I have the honor of talking to uh, a dad, a father, a family guy who got COVID, relatively healthy guy and young guy. And we're going to talk to Mr. Mark Goldman in a few minutes on politics and life science radio. I'm really happy to talk to him. He's going to share some insight into, you know, what his experience was, because I think there's a lot of younger people that think, oh, this will only affect older people, or if I get it, it won't affect me that bad. And Mark's going to share some of his experience. So before we get to that, some of the other news, there's currently... Uh, about three other vaccines that are uh, into phase three trials that the U.S. is relying on. They're moving along, but uh, the closest one we probably have is Johnson & Johnson, as I mentioned, which is uh, looking like if it, the data submitted next week, sometime maybe the middle of February, second, third week of February, we could have that authorized. Uh, the numbers of uh, the virus numbers in the U.S. are starting to drop a little. It certainly doesn't mean that this isn't serious, and it's definitely not the time to let our guard down. But 
certainly that's good news that the numbers are going down. I mean, we saw hospitalization rates go up and deaths go up after the holidays, after Thanksgiving, after Christmas, uh, likely due to the, the surge from people, you know, just not uh, sequestering and staying quarantining, you know, which is, that was a big ask. You know, you can't really expect people, you know, when you have to weigh, do I see my grandmother who's 88, uh, this may be the last Christmas we spend together, or do I quarantine? You know, that's really tough ask. So, you know, these numbers are going up, but we really got to be empathetic to these people that, um, you know, really wanted to see their families. So health experts in the U.S. say that, you know, if we want to get to this herd immunity and get back to normal, we, we need to hit about 75, 80% of the population vaccinated. It looks like we are getting about about a million, million and a quarter people vaccinated per day as of last week. So that's good numbers. But in order to hit those numbers, remember most of these, or at least the two that are authorized, are two-shot vaccines. So we're in that situation now where we have individuals that are getting their first dose and those original people that got the first dose when it was originally authorized uh, back in December are now coming back for their second dose which means we need to probably get closer to about 2 million administrations per day or, or at least 1 million full vaccinations per day. So uh, we have a ways to go. But nonetheless, uh, it's great to have everyone on listening to Politics and Life Science Radio. I am very excited to have my guest, Mark Goldman. Mark is a co-founder and media relations specialist at Goldman McCormick Public Relations. Uh, for several years, Mark was a producer in Court TV's morning show on Sirius XM hosted by Vinny Politan. He worked with hundreds of attorneys, law enforcement officers, and legal analysts. In addition to Court TV, Mark has also served as executive producer for radio shows, business, talk radio, and several New York radio stations. Uh, he has 10 years experience working in the media, and Mark specializes in radio and TV bookings and provides various clients uh, on numerous platforms to convey their message. So we are really excited to have Mark on today. Earlier this year, January 2nd, Mark got a rapid COVID test, which came up negative. Then on January 4th, Mark got another test, and it was positive. He then quarantined for 19 days. Uh, I understand he was in a hotel for most of that time, away from his family. Uh, he had this really bad, like I said, he's a relatively healthy guy. We're gonna to talk to Mark today talk about his experience. I'm really glad to have him on Politics and Life Science Radio. This is Dean Fidelli, and we're going to talk to Mark right now. Uh, hey, thank you uh, so much for having me on today. Mark, it's my pleasure. Uh, thanks for joining us today on Politics and Life Science Radio. So tell me, what was it like? I mean, I understand, you know, 19 days, that's, you know, when you think about getting sick, most people think about, I'm sick for a couple of days, 19 days, you know, what was it like? You know what? It was a, uh, a thank you for having me on the show. Um, love your show. And uh, you know what? It's um, it was just a traumatizing experience overall. It was uh, the worst kind of sick that you could possibly imagine. It, it, was, it was just a horrible, horrible experience and uh, would never wish it really on anybody. When you say worst kind of sick, you know, we think about this in terms of it's a respiratory virus like the flu. Uh, I imagine at some point you must have had the flu. How would you compare that? You know, what do you mean by worst type of sickness? What are some of the symptoms that you underwent? Yeah, you know what? I would say it was the flu because I, I think I had the flu many years ago, um, maybe times 10. 
I would say. So whatever you felt with the flu or what anybody, you know, your listeners felt with the flu, I would times it, multiply it by 10 or so. I was, um, no, I didn't eat for about two weeks straight. I drank Gatorade and I drank, you know, water and, and other things, but um, I didn't have really anything to eat for about two weeks straight, about 14 out of 19 days. And um, I had uh, high fevers. I had bad dreams and nightmares. Um, again, I, I, uh, my sleeping patterns were off. Um, I, I, I didn't. I, I was smelling everything fine, unlike some of the um, other uh, people that have had COVID. But um, overall, I was just, you know, sick in bed and sweating and feverish and nightmares and, and traumatized by this whole experience. Now, one of the, the symptoms you hear people talking about, the more serious symptoms, was were people having these breathing issues. Did you have any issues breathing or where you got shortness of breath or where you felt like, you know, I may have to take myself to the hospital? You know what? I was very close about taking myself to the ER. However, I did not have any breathing um, issues at all. I did have a cough, but um, that was really about it. Uh, I think they call it the COVID cough. But uh, r- really, you know, that's about it. I didn't have any breathing issues at all. I was breathing fine. I was taking my O2, my oxygen levels, on a daily basis, uh, and uh, as well as taking my temperature uh, for fever on a daily basis as well. And when, how are you feeling now? Has, has do you still feel kind of lingering, cough, you know what? lingering symptoms? Uh, right now, I feel one. I guess ninety-five percent. Uh, I feel really, really good. Lots of energy and uh, working every single day. The only thing I do feel is a little bit of tiredness, and I'm trying to go to sleep early. Um, and waking up a little bit later uh, just to get that additional sleep. But other than that, I'm feeling great. I'm definitely on the other side, and, um, you know, hopefully you can't get this thing twice. I don't know. Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, hopefully you'll you'll be in line at some point for the vaccine, uh, but I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. How, how you know, what would what was it like, you know, kind of, I imagine must have been in, when you combine the, the sickness with the fact that, you know, you mentioned that you were, in a hotel, you know, what was that like psychologically, you know, kind of being, you know, obviously, you know, being a a dad and a husband, you know, you did that in the best interest of your family, but that must've been a tough decision itself. Yeah. You know what? It was a 100% and uh, thank you for asking me. It was, it was a horrible, horrible experience. I mean, the hotel was beautiful, but I couldn't use any amenities like the pool or the jacuzzi or or whatever else or the restaurant or the bar because I didn't want to get anybody else sick. Um, I also told them when I was checking in to the hotel that I was there on business and that, you know, I, I wasn't going to tell them that I had COVID or anything else, you know. I, I can't imagine I was the only person in the hotel that was sick. Uh, hopefully not, and hopefully I did not get anybody sick uh, being there as well. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, it was just uh, traumatizing. Um, and um, going from I had two beds, I was going from bed to bed to bed. I was having nightmares and social anxiety. I was having anxiety about going to sleep in the evening because I didn't know, you know, if I would have nightmares or when I would wake up or, you know, if I would wake up or, or, or anything else. And then uh, in the hotel, you turn on the TV and everything's about COVID and COVID deaths and then how many people are going to the hospital. And it really just, you know, it's very, uh, very hard to watch and very hard to, uh, you know, be involved with. Now, while you were sick, these symptoms, did you take any, you know, typically when we're sick, you know, you think about taking NyQuil, you think about taking uh, cough medicine, any type of, 
decongestants? Did you take any medicine? And did, did that you know help the, at all? The, yeah. The first two weeks, they tell you just to kind of quarantine and to not really take any medicine and just get it through your system with a lot of water and vitamins. So I increased my vitamins. I was taking about uh, about 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C. I was taking a lot of uh, vitamin D, a lot of um, zinc, a lot of um, multivitamins and energy C and Gatorade and as much stuff as I possibly could. The third week, I uh, spoke to a family friend and also a doctor at St. Francis Hospital in Long Island, New York, and he called in uh, about four different uh, drugs for me. Can't remember exactly what they were, but they 100% worked. One was a steroid. One was something similar to a Z-Pack. One was uh, children's aspirin for whatever reason, and um, uh, I, you know I can't remember the other one, but the uh, combination of the four drugs um, really helped me out tremendously. Wow, that's great. I mean, that just sounds like just a horrible experience. You know, we're talking with Mark Goldman on Politics and Life Science Radio. This is Dean Finale. Mark's describing uh, he had COVID. He was he quarantined himself away from his family in a hotel for 19 days, and he. It describes it as one of the worst experiences, the flu times 10. Uh, really glad to hear you're, you're, you're feeling better. How was, um, you know, how was it with, with work? Was uh, I know you're, you're one of the co-founders of your public relations firm, but how did you guys make out when it came to work? Uh, you know what? My uh, business partner, Ryan, really uh, did an amazing job. He took over for a lot of our clients. I was able to hop on a few Zoom calls. Um, and, and a few calls and a few emails, but it was very, very hard to work um, as it was such a, you know, I was exhausted all the time and just, you know, low energy and, um, you know, it, it was it was hard enough to function uh, uh, every day, let alone, you know, as, as working on top of it as well. Yeah, what what would you advise? Like you see a lot of people that are saying, you know, oh, I'm not wearing the mask or, oh, I'm I'm young, it won't affect me. You know, what advice would you give to those people? You know what? I was out and I'm in my uh, 40s, Dean. Uh, I was out and about. I was going to restaurants. I was going to uh, bars until 10 o'clock. I was going to parties. I was doing everything, any, everything because, you know, I thought I figured I'm a young guy. I'm not going to get this. Uh, this is ridiculous. It all, it's for older people, you know, or, or, or kids or whatever else, and it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. And, uh, you know, and it happened to me. So it could really, you know, happen to anybody. I thought I'd be the last person on earth to get this. I'm in relatively good shape. I'm in my 40s. I take a lot of vitamins. Um, you know, I work on my immune system all the time. I work out. I go to the gym, whatever else. And I honestly thought this would be the last person that this would happen to. So anybody who's listening out there, take it seriously. If somebody's telling you to wear a mask, uh, wear a mask, you know, and just really do the right thing until this is over with. And as long as everybody starts doing the right thing, we can get this done with and move on, hopefully, from it. Yeah, I appreciate your honesty and appreciate you kind of giving us your personal story because it just sounds like, you know, it was just a living hell going through this. And aside It was from, the worst experience know, of my life. It's I, I kind of um, make it sound like almost like a death of a family member. It, it was that bad. Well, that's just horrendous. Well, you know, I hope people out there, you know, appreciate the the advice you're giving because, you know, like you said, you're you're a healthy guy, mid 40s, and you know, immune system is pretty good, taking vitamins, exercising, doing everything you should, and you know, this is just one of those 
diseases that's out there, one of those viruses that, you know, it doesn't discriminate. No matter how healthy you are, some people get it. They're asymptomatic. Other people get it. They get hit very hard. You know, we just. I'll, I'll tell you what the worst uh, part of it is, is when you're sick and you're down and you're sad and you really don't have too much to do in the hotel or wherever you're quarantining is and you start Googling uh, COVID and symptoms and what to expect after. I would stay away from Google as much as possible. That's my uh, that's my advice to everybody. Why? What are some of the things you saw? Uh, you know what? I, I saw. Um, the, I, I was kind of intimidated by what might happen to my sex drive after COVID. And according, there was an article uh, about that 47% of uh, males have uh, issues in that in that regards after they have COVID. So I was reading that, and I was getting very very scared and. Uh, you know, intimidated and uh, and worried and in uh, like ten thousand other adjectives. You know, so something like that just really, really bugged me out. And really scared me a lot. Yes, yeah, I mean that's one of the things you see when you look at the internet. There's you know a lot of information out there. You know, who knows if it's true? Who knows if it's people just putting misinformation? Who knows if it's one person that got one thing? But you know, like you said, when you're sick like that, you know, you look for any piece of information. So uh, wow, that just sounds like, you know, just added pressure, added, you know, psychological stress. But I'm really Absolutely. glad to hear yeah, I'm really glad to hear you you made it through. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. And, and most of all, I appreciate you sharing this with us on Politics and Life Science Radio. Uh is there anything else you'd like to kind of tell people if um, you know, if they're thinking of, you know, this won't affect me? You know what? This could affect everybody. It doesn't matter what age you have. It doesn't matter if you have a pre-existing condition. It doesn't matter if you think you're bulletproof. You know what? Just wear the mask, social distance, whatever people tell you to do. Um, if, you, if you're comfortable getting the vaccine, get the vaccine, and let's just get this done with and get rid of this in this country. We got, you know, and move on. I hear you. Well, Mark, thanks so much for sharing your personal story with us, and thanks so much for your honesty. I know you've been through a lot, but, again, I'm really happy to hear you're doing better. Thank you. You're feeling well, and you're getting through this. And thanks so much for sharing that on Politics and Life Science Radio. This is Dean Finelli, and we had Mark Goldman today. This is Dean Finelli. Thank you for joining us today on Politics and Life Science Radio, and thank Mark Goldman for joining us and sharing his story. I hope you'll join us again next week when we talk about issues re- relevant to the life science industry. Uh, and those issues are one week we may talk to, you know, a head of oncology at Harvard University. The next week we're talking to a dad, but these are all issues that really affect the life science industry and really important to all of us getting through this virus. So thank you for joining us and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Politics and Life Sciences Radio with Dr. Dean L. Finelli. For more information, check us out at facebook.com slash politics and life sciences.